Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Now, let's uh, just reflect again briefly on what uh, the government were saying last night. From this very day, those fully vaccinated are allowed to visit other fully vaccinated people indoors, providing two weeks have elapsed since their second jab. And this includes without wearing face coverings or staying two metres apart. Then from the 12th of April, the 5k travel restriction will be lifted. People will be able to travel anywhere within their own county or 20 kilometres from their home if crossing county boundaries. And groups from two households will also be able to meet in an outdoor setting. But this does not include household gardens. There will be a full return to in-school learning and residential construction can restart and the phase reopening extends to early learning and childcare construction projects at this time, the 12th of April. Then on the 19th of April, GEA senior inter-county teams are allowed to return to collective training as well as senior level GEA matches. Doesn't include under-20s or minor competitions. High-performing athletes can resume training as approved by Sport Ireland. The next step then is the 26th of April. This is all assuming, of course, case numbers and the ongoing vaccine rolled out. Um, golf courses and tennis courts as well as facilities like sports pitches may reopen but facilities such as clubhouses and changing rooms must remain closed under 18 non-contact training across all outdoor sports and pods of no more than 15 will also be able to resume and the easing of restrictions will see the numbers allowed at a funeral rise from 10 to 25 but there isn't believed to be a similar rise for weddings at this point then you're the 4th of May We'll see the full reopening of construction and the government says it will then review restrictions on non-essential retail beginning with click and collect as well as outdoor shopping facilities like garden centres and personal services such as hairdressers will also have a chance to reopen at that point and lots of you will be delighted to hear that on the 4th of May and religious services will be allowed to resume from early May and museums and galleries will be able to open and then after that well the Taoiseach says depending on progress the government will look at the reopening of hotels B&Bs and guest houses in June and he said once the vast majority of the population has significant protection against the virus due to vaccination significant opportunities to reopen even further will arise and they seem to be looking at a July, August and September similar to the summer that we had last year with staycations and travel allowed uh, within the country. But uh, we also heard from the Irish Hotels Federation, Elena Fitzgerald, earlier that they have half an inkling that maybe some inter-county travel uh, will be allowed from June when they're looking at possibly opening up hospitality. Um, so let's get uh, some more reaction uh, to all of this now and uh, see exactly uh, how people feel about it. Uh, we have uh, Frank Thornton um, on the line and uh, he is the president of the Garda Representative Association. Good morning to you, Frank. Morning, how are you? You're not one bit pleased, Frank. No. Well, that would be another statement. Um, we're absolutely infuriated and dismayed at the, the change in the vaccine uh, vaccination program. Um, this change, like it, effectively downgrades the whole profession and it completely ignores uh, the risks and exposures frontline members have from policing this pandemic. Like you know, yesterday's decision, which lacked logic and, and transparency and consultation, um, it portrays a shocking uh, disregard for frontline members who have been and, and continue to be a key element of the government's fight to suppress this virus. Yeah. Uh, and, and and, but you know the case the government is making, which basically is that if you're, let's say, a 55-year-old Garda, then you will end up in the age group and you'll get it quicker. But if you're a 35-year-old Garda, you have less risk. 
Yeah, and that's like they're hiding behind this word science, like this is based on science. And what we have asked is that we want a, a meeting with NIAC uh, to critique and, and to be able to give an understanding as to the methodology or the matrix used when, when categorizing um, members of Angara Shikana, because that's the clarity that's greatly lacking and, and at very mm. least we deserve that. But, but of course, the, the government now, look, I know <laughs> this can change, <laughs> but the government argue consistently around this, particularly in the last few months, well, certainly when it suits them, that NIAC and NEFIT and all the other acronyms advise them, but they're the government, they make the call and they tell the Gardaí and the rest of us what the score is. Yeah, and, and you, you've kind of hit the nail on the head there to selective interest. Um, I think it was very selective last December uh, when Nifit um, and Nayak told them, I suppose, not to reduce uh, Level 3 and they, they disregarded that. Whereas now they're, they're, they've changed their course and they're, they're saying that they've done their advice. So how the government have treated members of Angara Shikhalana throughout this pandemic is a disgrace. And it's that simple and there's no sugar quotas. Um like we have, uh, this won't be forgotten. Like we have endured so much, and we have given so much, and we received little or nothing from this government. Mm. So you sound as though you are as upset on behalf of your Garda members as uh, a lot of the public are. Yeah, like, and it's because we have no roadmap, we don't. And when we do have a roadmap, which which we want, uh, overly happy about being placed as number ten in the last priority vaccination list. The roadmap changes on a women of prayer. Like, I learned about this change and my colleagues learned about this change through media yesterday. That's the level of uh, consultation. There was none. Like, that is disgraceful behaviour. Yeah. Cyril Morgan is also uh, with us, a good friend of the Limit Today show from Cyril Morgan's Hair Salon. Um, Cyril, it looks like you have a bit more certainty based on what the government were saying yesterday uh, as to when you will be allowed to reopen. Are you happy? Um, I'll be honest about it, Joe. I, I feel things okay. We've got uh, we've those dates that they're going to review it on the fourth of of uh, May. Um, but that's a review. I mean, it's not concrete enough to be totally honest about it. Um, I suppose. But sure, is, is anything though, Cyril? You know, that's the I point know, they yeah, keep making. I, know, I, know, I mean, I mean, I the, dif- the difficulty that they had in this situation, they were saying for the last few weeks. Now we're going to go on the data. We won't be given dates. They obviously came under colossal pressure to mm. give some dates, including from mm. your sector. Um, oh, they've now yeah. they've now given dates, and what they knew would happen is has automatically happened, which is you're now saying, well, there's no certainty to the date. Well, there isn't. This was for me, you know, just as a business owner, a hair salon owner. Obviously, it's all appointments we work from, and it's just like we, you need you you need to to, to 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 get your ducks in a row, so to speak, to get your salon open, get the appointments in. You need to have time. I mean, to try and do it from since the last lockdowns and what we learned from them, trying to get back in, get the appointments in, it's, it's, it's all a bit crazy. So if you were, I, I know it, it's all comes down to how many vaccines are out and what's the story there. But um, it's just for, it, it's just frustrating, I suppose. Like I came away after watching our T-shot yesterday, the announcement feeling, like I, I felt no wiser today than I did yesterday. You know what I mean? And the day before, I yeah. suppose. Maybe, maybe I'm asking for the impossible, and I do get it. Well, because do, interesting enough, your colleague Niall Colgan deliberately pointed to you when we were chatting to him a couple of weeks ago, and said that because of your expertise and what you deal with, and, and I know you deal with cancer patients, for example, that you should mm. be allowed to be open now for those people. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I, I, I'm quite strong and, and, and second in that. Yes, because I do. It is an essential service, you know, that kind of way. Like it's something I still deal with. Um, 
I suppose, due to the fact that COVID has taken over every other medical condition in, in, in the world at the moment, cancers and everything else, as we know, have been pushed back. So I suppose I'm not as busy as you would be normally because it's depressed. But I was talking with some of the um, cancer, um, Midwest um, Cancer Foundation, and they're starting to do all the testing now again. So it will come more online. It'll become much more of an issue. But so far, it hasn't been a mad, mad issue since Christmas because they just haven't been testing. But like of late, the phone has rang a little bit more. And yeah, you're back and you're trying to do that, deal with that. And it's very hard to do that like unless you're physically there with that person because it's an emotional roller coaster. You you have reassured them. Do you know what I mean? My experience will be able to tell them each early stage of what to expect and after week one, after chemo, what to expect week two with regards to their hair, how you'll feel, what's going to happen. So I suppose it's, not, it's better to be given that in the flesh rather than being given that advice over phone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or over a Zoom call or whatever. What's yeah. that? Whatever. Um. Do you believe in the speed of the vaccine rollout, Cyril, as the government is saying? Because it is the absolute key to unlocking even the cautious reopening they're talking about. Yeah, it is. Like, it's pie in the sky. I don't know. I, like, I do. Go, I wake up with very different emotions every morning. The morning, pin to a, what I've heard or the night before or what I've heard in the radio before I get out of bed. <laughs> and I'm going, oh, my God, this is going nowhere. We're on the road to nowhere. Like the vaccines that just seem to be taken one step back, you know, two steps forward, one back, you know, you just wonder, like, you know, the people that are, are, are that need vaccines that are critically ill and that, and they're not getting it. Like I'd have a family member who I would put right up the list and she hasn't been called, you know what I mean? And for me, that gets very frustrating. Yeah. You yep. know, like she, she'd be probably, of all the people I know in the world, she'd be one of the most vulnerable, you know, that you would be expecting heart have been called and she hasn't. So I get frustrated from that point yeah. of view and I do listen to the Gardaí there, they're on the front line. I do understand that and where they are going in, breaking up a party and there's a risk of a spit going on them or anything happening or people when they're drunk being disorderly and not behaving and they have to go and deal with that. I understand that as well, that they, you know, I can I can understand their frustration. Yeah. Um, uh, I think people's fatigue is definitely set in. I, I know that taking phone calls every day of the week now. The phone's just hopping clients are saying, what's happening, Cyril? Where are you going? Is, is there anybody doing a bit of hair on the side? Is this happening? Is that happening? Can you do something for me? And you're going, no. Just to be, it's, it's, it's getting, people are getting, I think the, the will is starting to go. I find that the will is starting to go. Yeah. People are starting to lose it. Um, well, Anne Horan, who is the Limerick and Kerry rep for the Irish National Teachers Organisation, is also with us. Hi, Anne. Um, uh, Good morning. Well, you heard uh, Frank Thornton from the Garda Representative Association absolutely furious about what has happened to them. Uh, what is your view based on what your members were saying to you since yesterday? Well, people were absolutely shocked at what happened yesterday. We were just so taken aback by it. The Minister for Education had asked that teachers would be prioritised um, for, for vaccination. Sorry, And in all of the discussions on reopening the primary and special schools, there was an, ex- an implicit guarantee that our teachers as frontline workers would be prioritised for vaccinations. We had expected, we were told that we would be in the top 30% of the population. And instead of that, yesterday evening, the government articulated a policy change with zero consultation with anybody. It's just not good enough. We're hearing from members who are frustrated. They're very, very angry. And indeed, they're very worried about their own safety. Yeah. I mean, clearly the government have been persuaded by what they've heard from from the um, advisory committee, NIAC, that this will speed it all up 
and the teachers and everyone else will benefit more quickly. But I suppose if you take into account the demographic of our of our teaching population, for, for finally, I think I have this right, 40% of our members are under 35 years of age. So they're going to be waiting a lot. But as you know, the scientific years. argument around that is that they're at lower risk of um, getting a serious um, dose of COVID. I do, I, I do. I hear that, I understand it. But I also know that since last Christmas when we had started the lockdown, that the whole point of everything was to safely reopen our schools. So with all of the work of safely reopening our schools, our primary and our special schools, everything that has been done there, that just seems to have been discounted now. We had a safety rug. We felt that we were going to be right. vaccinated. Well, and now that has been pulled st- straight question from for all you, of our teachers. Straight, straight question yeah. for you, because uh, obviously Frank Thornton's in a different position because his members are not allowed to take strike action in the classic sense. But do you think that we're in the Easter break, obviously, that a lot of teachers won't go back uh, based on this? I think that our government has some serious questions to answer today. And you have to remember that we are <clears throat> we have a situation where the Irish class size is the largest in Europe. We have can you just imagine trying to social distance with 30 infants in the classroom? Some of our teach, some of our schools would have 35, 36 students in a classroom. You know, there's mismanagement of this whole vaccine rollout. There's no question. The government has very serious questions to answer. An emergency meeting is being sought today. And, you know, we hope to get... Well, the General Secretary, John Boyle, I'm quoting him directly, says, this is unacceptable and the government yeah. must prioritise the safety of teachers yeah. and all key workers once the vulnerable and elderly are first protected by vaccination. Must prioritise. Or what is the question? Or what? I think the government have to be spoken to first. It is up to the government now to, to but turn mean, around. But, but you, you just said you've just said yourself the government didn't speak to you. So why can't you tell us what you're going to do? You. Because we we have no decisions made in anything. Well, no, you do. You have a, deci- a clear decision made by the government yesterday. They're, they've no, I, changed the policy. Sorry, excuse me. INTO have no decisions made. INTO haven't discussed this at the moment. We are returning to school on the twelfth of April. We are hoping that the government are going to rethink their policy. So I suppose the point being that if they don't, then you guys will return. If they say, look, sorry, we've looked at this, the science is clear as far as we're concerned, this is the decision we've made, we've changed uh, the regime on it, um, but but you'll go back then. I think that INTO are very hopeful that the government will listen to the sense of what will be said by John Boyle and our other representatives. Everything has been about the safe reopening of schools. The sacrifices made by the whole community, by the whole country, has been targeted towards the safe reopening of schools. Okay. That shouldn't be jeopardised now. Right, well, and I mean, it's a good question to ask Frank Thornton, as I say, as president of the Garda Representative Association. Clearly, you're, you're not in a position in the same way to engage in industrial action. So what can you guys really do about this? I mean, if the government say, sorry, that's the position, say, get, get on with it. <coughs> Frank. It is, it is certainly uh, our hands are tied behind the back to a degree, but this is about thinking outside the box now. And uh, the health and safety of members is all is of uh, paramount importance to us as an association, and clearly it's not for the government. So we have to ensure and um, and, and make sure that the, our health and safety is maintained. Um, so look, there's a lot to be discussed, and there's an off the ball as I understand today. So right, you know. So, so, so what you're saying is you're thinking outside the box. So you, you don't see a situation where you you just carry on regardless, even if the government said to you, "No, you're just going to have to wait in the line with everyone else." 
No, we'll take the direction from the executive, uh, which is what we're supposed to do. But uh, as I said to you, like this, this is a, a very, very serious development and one that, that we are absolutely disgusted with. All right. Sounds like the government will have a lot of uh, talking to do, uh, particularly to the teachers' unions. Thank you to Anne Horan from the INTO, Frank Thornton, who's GRA president, and good friend of the show, Cyril Morgan from Cyril Morgan's Hair Salon. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.